station. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome in to the Thursday, October 3rd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program this hour by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We got a fun show for you coming up. Uh, it's going to be as eclectic as possible, which I'm sure you've come to expect from this program. It is very eclectic because today, John Mercer's joining me, Marshall tennis coach. We'll talk to him. The tennis program getting set to uh, head out to the Virginia Tech Invitational, and that's coming up on Friday. So we'll talk to John for a few minutes. And then you know me, I'm going to talk hockey with John probably as well since we are bitter rivals when it comes to the game on ice, which got started last night. So we've got a lot to talk about there, mostly tennis, though. And then uh, in studio a little bit later on, I have got professional bull rider Brian Titman. He will be on the program about 5.30. Now, I am interested to talk to him because, one, I want to find out what it is about professional bull riding that made him want to get into it. I mean, do you just wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to go ride a bull? I mean, seriously, do you wake up, go, I'm going to ride a bull, and then I'm going to get paid for that? Because you got to be crazy to, to do that, right? Is, is there a little bit of insanity that goes on? I, I need to find out. So I'm going to have the opportunity. We're going to pick the brain of Brian Titman, of course, the professional bull riders Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour Huntington Invitational takes place at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. It's going to be tomorrow and Saturday. So we're going to talk to him. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So uh, that's what we got situated for the show. Uh, I'm going to let those guys do most of the talking. I'm in voice-saving mode because uh, we are on, uh, I think, almost a full week of whatever Gabriel Sellards, our show producer, has given me. Uh, now, he's been arguing with me all week long that I did not get whatever I have, whatever ailment has affected me or impacted me. Uh, he has argued every single day, no, it's not me, even though he was the only ill person that I have been around in the past week or so. Uh, he wants to argue symptoms, just to talk about what symptoms do you have today. Mine are different. And so uh, it's your fault, Gabriel, and blaming you completely. Um, it's, uh, you know, I should just make you host the show. Let me say, I've got to say the voice for Saturday. Saturday's the big day. We've got Marshall, Middle Tennessee coming up. Uh, we're going to be at Roosters. We're going to have a busy day on Saturday because we've got Roosters. Not only that, I'm going to be looking down on Oktoberfest. Roosters, pregame, Oktoberfest, all at Pullman Square. And I'm going to be sitting pretty high and uh, in a great location for all of that. So I, I, depending on the weather, I might just hang out on the porch because uh, where we set up, I'm right there on the porch. So just about, I can just go out there and look down and uh, see everything uh, from uh, my my broadcast location. It's going to be fun Saturday. So uh, we got the game. We got Oktoberfest coming up. And 
it's always uh, a good time when we get back at Roosters. We haven't been there in a few weeks, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, um, there's some uh, news that's coming out uh, from Athens, and uh, this is just uh, interesting to me. So um, let me tell you what's going on in Athens. Um, all fraternities at um, the Athens campus, Ohio University's Athens campus, have been suspended effective immediately. Now, here is, uh, according to the WSAZ report, uh, according to a release uh, from Ohio University, the decision was made due to a growing concern of hazing allegations against seven interfraternal council chapters. So, chapter events, meetings, activities, all been suspended until further notice. And uh, I'm kind of curious what's going on there, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. But, uh, but that's a big one right there. Of course, Athens uh, really, uh, I'm sure the fraternities really come out and uh, support athletics, especially football. So I'm kind of curious what's going on there. Thankfully, we haven't had that happen at Marshall. We're not seeing that going on right now. Of course, uh, I would love to see more student support come to Marshall games, and uh, I'm kind of concerned. Depending on the outcome of Marshall, Middle Tennessee, what we're going to see with the crowd. I know we're looking ahead a little bit, but uh, that was probably a um, top crowd this year. I don't know if Marshall's going to be able to get more. I mean, you get an opponent like Cincinnati coming in and uh, really a lot of expectations. Hurt fans still pretty disappointed, so hopefully Marshall can turn it around as we get set for Middle Tennessee. And um, it's going to be a different atmosphere for sure. I mean, that's the one thing, though. I'd love to see Marshall sell out more. I'd like to see Marshall get more show up at the stadium on a game day. But at the same time, you look at some of the other atmospheres around Conference USA, and you got it pretty good. To be fair, you got it pretty good. College athletics, uh, attendance down in so many areas. But at the same time, Marshall... I think it's pretty solid. The core, the core is there. Just try to get to expand on that a little bit more. But the, still, good crowd for the game on Saturday. I hope to see more. And I, I wouldn't let the Cincinnati game be the reason. I wouldn't let that be the reason that you went cold turkey. Decided I'm not coming anymore. Because I've seen that on social media. The fan that has has to announce, and that's the thing. On social media, you have to announce it. You have to tell everybody, I've seen enough. I'm not coming. I'm done. Until things change, I'm not coming back. Oh, great. Just don't. Don't show up. Announcing it doesn't make it better. Announcing it does not make it uh, more of a realization. does not make it truer. does not make it um, more effective. Just don't show up. Ticket sales uh, alone will indicate your displeasure. If you're happy with the with things going, show up to the game. If uh, you're not happy, don't show up. But uh, uh, it's like everybody's going to have a press conference on social media. Uh, I am not coming to the game. They got beat 52-14. I'm not coming to the game. I'm not showing up for this stuff anymore. Not going to do it. So just don't. Either come or don't. That's always been my thing. Just either come or don't. Support the herd, don't support the herd. Real simple. Don't need a don't need a message in between. And of course, I'll tell you what, 
if you aren't happy and you don't buy tickets, it'll be noticed. It will be noticed completely. You can be a part of the program, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, to be a part of today's edition of the show. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear from John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall Tennis Program. Also, we're going to hear from professional bull rider Brian Hittman. He's going to be in studio as well. But uh, let's hit the phones before we call it a break. Let's talk to Mark. He's checking in from Huntington. Go ahead. You're on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hi, Paul. I just wanted to comment on a couple of things that you said sure. earlier about the, the attendance. And that is, um, you know, obviously everybody is very disappointed in the outcome of the game with uh, Cincinnati when we finally get an opportunity to play a, a quality opponent and, and try to, to make our mark in the football world. And, and we stub our toe or we cut our foot off, essentially. It, it's hard uh, because we don't get that many opportunities. And to flop, uh, not just to lose, but to flop, uh, is almost like putting salt in the wound to, to everybody who's trying to make the program better. And I know the, the, the players and the coaches, they, they certainly didn't go out to lose the game. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, with the week off, they didn't, they didn't prepare uh, the way they should have for the game. I think that's pretty evident. And, and uh, as far as the uh, coaching staff goes, you know, when you win, uh, all things are somewhat forgiven. And when you don't win, uh, everything comes to the for- forefront. And I think that's what's happening now. But We've got uh, some other teams on our schedule, and I know you said you'd like to see more participation on the students and and uh, just the uh, the region in general. But you know, it is what it is. When we're playing the the teams that have East, West, South, uh, North, uh, International uh, in their name, uh, those aren't going to be big draws. I, I mean, I don't care who you are, you're not going to you're not going to be bringing in those kind of those kind of folks. But let me stop you there, Mark. Let me stop you there. Because I've always felt that it shouldn't matter the name of the other team on the schedule. And uh, let me finish this thought, and then I'll I'll tell you, you know, I'll circle back on this. Um, I always thought that it is more important that Marshall was playing on game day than the other team. Now, I would like to see a more exciting schedule, but you can't control conference. That's impossible. You've got the conference schedule you have. And Western Kentucky's coming in, and I, I like seeing Marshall play them. Uh, La Tech, haven't seen them in a while. They're a good team. FIU, uh, that's an interesting um, team to, to watch at home. You know, you're on the road against uh, Charlotte and Rice and Florida Atlantic and, of course, this Middle Tennessee team. But I do think that it should matter more that it's Marshall on the schedule, not Marshall versus East, West, North, South, or uh, you know, Central, anybody. Sure, and I, I concur with that. I agree with that. I mean, I'm, I'm there to watch Marshall play. I'm not to, obviously I'm not there for the opponent because I, I I really hope we crush whatever team we're playing. But you know, the fact remains if, if, if WVU played a, a conference USA schedule, they probably would have a tough time filling their stands as well. People get tired of playing. I don't want to say it's a bad sense. Uh, conference USA, where, where do we rank in the football rankings? The bottom. I mean, even the MAC I think is ranked higher than Conference USA is. So to to play that schedule, and it is what it is. Some years it's going to be better, some years it's not. But unfortunately, uh, the last several years, Conference USA has, has, has been on the downside of the uh, roller coaster, not on the upside. I look at the future schedule, though. Um, Pitt, Boise State are coming in. Um, East Carolina is coming in in 2021. Um, Appalachian State, which for me, I, I like that game. 
Uh, they're a good opponent. It brings back some memories for me. Uh, Navy's coming in. Army's coming in. I know these are all future schedules, but I think there is an effort to bring in better non-conference opponents, uh, games that also uh, I think Herd fans will enjoy. But it's it's on the conference members to to try to better themselves and to try to become better. Um, I know Marshall, I Marshall's trying to do their part. That's what we did when we were in the MAC. I mean, we started dominating the MAC, and the MAC had to raise their game to play with uh, with Marshall, and they did. And Conference USA, we you know somebody's got to raise the bar to get it up here so that you start beating these Power Five teams and and not get beat fifty two to fourteen. No, I agree. You um, when you play these teams, you got to make the most of the opportunity. Uh, Marshall almost uh, got the win against Boise State and uh, laid an egg against Cincinnati, and so now. Um, the best hope Marshall can hope for is a successful run in conference, get to the championship game, win that. Um, it was going to be very hard for Marshall to change its bowl future anyway, uh, unless Marshall ran the table and then was in consideration for a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, I don't think that the Marshall's bowl hopes were going to change uh, with a win or loss against Cincinnati. Uh, the only thing that's going to dictate Marshall's bowl hopes right now are Marshall in conference. Um, but hopefully it'll get to the point where Marshall, if Marshall can sell out on a, a frequent basis and Marshall can bring more revenue into the program and better the program, I mean, dominate Conference USA, get it to the point where Marshall is the top team by default because Marshall's so much better than everybody else. And, you know, it, that takes support. I mean, not just, um, not just an athletic budget, um, it, Fans, fans have got to show up. I mean, what what would be well, like? It, it, it also takes bigger players, and we proved that this past week. We don't have the players to play with some of these other teams. Well, the football team's uh, Doc's responsibility. The fan part is um, the fan rep- responsibility. If the fans are showing up, I agree. yeah, the fans are showing up. Uh, I think that helps no matter what. Um, and they came. They yeah, came. This they past did. Week. And I like to see that continue, though. I, I hate to see fans go. You know what? I came, I saw, you let me down. Well, come again, um, because you know what? Oh, you can't Old, give up. Yeah, Old Dominion's coming in. We can't, we, can't, we can't give up as fans. I mean, you know, it's our team, it's our school, it's our community. Uh, we're going to support them, you know, uh, regardless. And, and uh, you know, our, our hope is they continue to improve, and, they, and I'm sure they will. And like you say, the next rung on the ladder is Conference USA, and, and uh, that's the goal, the ultimate goal at the start of the season. There's only – there's only one team that's going to get into that uh, Power Five bowl game, and you have to run the table. And you know, we had the pipe dream of running the table because we had Boise and Cincinnati to give us a, an opportunity, and we stubbed our toe. So, with that being said, uh, the next thing we have to do is like what you just mentioned. We need to dominate Conference USA. That's that's what we have to do to let somebody else look at us and say, "Hey, we need these guys in with us. They're pretty good." I agree. I agree completely. Okay. Uh, you got to make have you, good evening, things are you got to make the product uh, a lot more desirable. All right, we're going to take our first break. Uh, either we're going to hook up with John Mercer when we come back, or uh, we're going to get set for uh, professional bull rider Brian Hitman. He's going to be in studio with us here in a few minutes as well. So we got a jam packed show. And of course, we will make time for your phone calls at eight seven seven four two zero talk eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. We got more on the way. It's the drive. ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Marshall women's tennis team on the road, getting set for the Virginia Tech Invitational. Marshall head coach John Mercer now with us on the program. And um, you want to talk tennis? You want to talk hockey? Where do you want to go with this first, John? <laughs> oh, you pick. Where do you want to start? Um, Penguins. Um, they haven't played yet, so uh, you're 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 doing all right, right so far. So yeah, yeah. We can't yeah. we can't talk too much trash there. Uh, hey, the Rangers uh-huh. play tonight as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna watch yeah. that on. Well, the... we're supposed we're supposed to be a lot faster this year, so we'll see. Huh? Got, got some speed on that team. Got yeah, you know, made some changes a lot quicker. You know, ever so, since you brought me that uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup hat that um, I think I wore one time and then put away because <laughs> it, it's autographed, um, yeah, the Penguins yeah. have not been as good. I, I don't know if that's the reason. Yeah, you know, I think that, I guess I was listening uh, somewhere they have 10 new ten new people from difference from last year, and I think they're trying to bring in uh, some guys that maybe a little hungry, right? So you get a little uh, spoiled when in two in a row, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna and, key uh, I'm gonna clue you in on something. I I hope yeah. that the Penguins get obliterated tonight. They're taking on the Buffalo Sabers. How good's Buffalo? Is with them? I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna yeah. be, but uh, I have Carter Hutton as my goaltender in my fantasy league. And oh, I'm playing Cornwell. I need all the points I can to beat that guy. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm rooting for a failure tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, nothing uh, personal. You might be you might be in trouble because I actually heard uh, Danny Malcolm speaking English today. Ooh. And uh, yes, which is a major event, and uh, which is really nice to hear his thoughts. Uh, he said his goal is to score a goal every game. That's so a good goal. You you could be in trouble. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as uh, I get, as long as I get the points for the win, I'm good. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the sole reason why I'm interested in that game tonight is because of fantasy hockey. Carter Hutton, he's my goaltender. Um, there you go. Yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. I, I, I drafted poorly <laughs> when it came to goaltenders. I'm I'm more of a winger heavy team now. Um, I'm very I'm very heavy winger wise. I got right wingers and left wingers all over the place, John. But um, oh, uh, you um no centers. Uh, I got a couple, but. Um, my problem is that I drafted uh, Braden Point, and uh, he's on the IR right now. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Not gonna so, um, yeah, not going to have too many points. Yeah, I'm uh, suffering a little bit there. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully, long season. hopefully I do long as well season. as you did. Um, so last we spoke, you're getting ready for uh, a joint invitational with West Virginia. Um, how'd that go in your estimation? Yeah. Uh, well, on two fronts, I thought it went pretty well. Uh I thought that we did uh, a very good job playing. Uh, we uh, matched up pretty well against some good teams uh, that I felt like, you know, we probably wanted to match up as well against last year. So you definitely saw improvement. Uh, I thought we did pretty well in the matches that we played against WVU, uh, you know, which was very encouraging. And as far as the tournament goes, it was really uh, – Something I wasn't too surprised, but uh, Mia, the West Virginia coach, was a little surprised. There was a lot of support uh, in Charleston. Uh, a lot of people who came up to us and uh, wanted to really try to make it into a, a, a major event next year. Uh, you know, put it on the city calendar. Uh, you know, the city council wanted to get involved. Uh, you know, some other boosters. 
couple Marshall boosters, you know, they really want to see this kind of take off and be, uh, you know, a big event in Charleston. So that was a pleasant surprise, uh, you know, that there was that much of a backing and, you know, they heard what we were doing and, you know, thought it'd be a really great thing to have every year and wanted to really try to promote it. So uh, we'll see what we can uh, put together for next year. Heading into the Virginia Tech Invitational, um, what are you looking to see out of this? Uh, continued improvement. Uh, like I said, you know, the ladies worked very hard over the summer. Uh, they've worked very hard since we've gotten back in the fall. Uh, you definitely see a big jump in their game uh, compared to last spring when we finished up. And uh, I think like a lot of sports, there's always a big jump again, you know, when you kind of go from that first event or match or you know, game or whatever for the second one. So this will be our second one. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we got to work on a lot of things these last two weeks. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see that. You know, we'll see that jump and, uh, you know, that big improvement. And uh, that's what we need to do. Uh, we need to continue to move in that direction. John, you've been a victim of your own success. This program has uh, played at a high level for so long. And then, you know, with injuries and everything that's uh, kind of slowed you down these last couple of seasons. Uh, you feel good about where you're at right now? Is it almost back to the point where you want it, where you expect it to be? Uh, we're almost there. Uh, we have a few more players coming in January, uh, which will really help our team. Uh, so that'll that'll make a big difference. And then I think, yeah, I think that'll be a very good team. And then, uh, you know, I think uh, one more step, uh, next year, uh, you know, we only have one senior on the team this year and one junior. So, uh, you know, get that one more recruiting class in, uh, this one in January and the next one in August, I think, uh, you know, we could be really good. So, yeah, we're certainly working our way back there, and uh, I think uh, we'll get there. John Mercer is our guest, Marshall Tennis Coach, uh, getting ready for the Virginia Tech Invitational. So um, is this just Virginia Tech or uh, what other programs are involved? Uh, Opie State's here, uh, Radford, uh, VCU, Virginia Tech, and us. So it's a good little con- good little mixture. Uh, you know, VCU is always very good. They're always a top fifty program. So uh, App State's doing pretty well. Uh, so yeah, they're all you know. Radford's improved, and uh, you know, obviously we're we're getting better. And you know, these are the matches you got to play. You got to show up at these things and kind of grind it out for three straight days, compete really hard, compete just as hard on the third day as you do the first day, and, uh, you know, see what uh, has stuck uh, in our games and continue to get better and uh, see what we need to keep working on. So, you know, it's a great opportunity, you know, playing everybody from, you know, the Virginia Techs and VCUs to, you know, the Radfords and the Upstates. I mean, that's perfect for us. Is this more of a round-robin? Is this tournament seeded? How does this work? Uh, so what's still happened over the years from back in your Kelly Schmidt days, uh, they used to play like flighted tournaments. So everything was flighted, so it was kind of all the number ones would kind of play in a bracket, play it out, so on. And now what we do is uh, there's what they call a lot of mock duel events. So like on Friday, we might line up and play for GG Tech doubles on a Friday, uh, play Radford and singles Friday afternoon, uh, come back on Saturday, play VCU and singles, play. Uh, App State doubles and then so on you know, to Sunday. So you're always mixing it up. And as crazy as it sounds, you can do that because you kind of mix it up like that the days that you're playing singles and doubles. Uh, it only counts as one playing date. <laughs> so, you know, where when you 
line up and play a regular key match like we do in the spring that actually counts as a playing date. So we can get three days of really three full matches in over this weekend, play three days, play three hard days, and uh, then it counts as one date on our record that, that leaves us uh, some more days to you know use for matches in the spring. So so that's what you'll see you know if you look at results, if you look at our webpage, you know look at results from the weekend, you'll see you know we'll play one team you know, on Friday in singles, and we'll play maybe on a Sunday in doubles and so on. So it just gets mixed up like that. John Mercer's with us. Uh, you're actually on the road right now, right? Uh, you're hitting through yeah. the mountains. Yeah, we just we actually just pulled in. So, uh, yeah, we're here. So we'll, you know, schedule, time schedule, you pull into these things, we'll practice. We'll actually hit a little inside uh, for about 45 minutes, then we'll go outside, hit for about another 45 minutes, and then uh, go to dinner and have a couple team meetings after uh, just kind of go over some notes who we're playing, uh, you know, just kind of what our expectations are and, uh, you know, do that type of thing. And then uh, tomorrow morning we'll be here bright and early, warming up, so getting ready to play. What time tomorrow morning? Uh, we'll probably start at 9. Okay. Uh, that's kind of it, yeah. So we'll warm up usually about 7.30. Uh, you know, we usually take about an hour warm up. Uh, I should get started early tomorrow. So. Okay, so early uh, bed for you tonight. Good. <laughs> yeah. Er, er, yeah, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, you can't stay up. You uh, can't watch the Penguins yeah. and the Sabres too long. you got to go to yeah. bed. Uh, well, you know, I'll probably sneak a little bit in. Catch some highlights here and there. Catch a couple Penguin goals, right? couple. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, if um if they lose, uh, if the Penguins lose, you're going to hear from me tonight. That's, let's let you know. Oh, definitely. I would expect it. Yeah, you, well, I, just I plan on it. Just left. plan it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's I'm funny. feeling very confident right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good deal. Well, um, good luck to uh, your tennis team, not to your Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, uh, thanks. Yeah. We'll do this again soon. Thanks for uh, dropping on the show yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah. Appreciate thanks you. For, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. John Mercer, Marshall Tennis Coach. Okay, when we uh, come back from break, um, we're going to um, we're going to find out what compels a human being to decide I'm going to ride a bull and get paid for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice probably my body to to a animal and see who wins. I, I want to find this out when we continue. Uh, we have got in studio. We have got professional bull rider Brian Titman. He is coming up next here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up this week at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena, it is going to be the... Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour. Professional bull riders are in town, and uh, we've got joining us now on the program uh, one of the top-ranked cowboys in the entire world. Brian Titman is with us uh, out of East Bernard, Texas. Already a top ten finisher. What nine times out of yeah nine top ten finishes? I reckon so this yeah. year. Yes, sir. You're not keeping stats. You just no. know, you're just going out there riding. Yes, sir. Just doing what I do best. All right, I've got several questions here for you. Of course, uh, we're excited this is all coming up tomorrow and Saturday at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena, but uh, I want to hit you with the hardest question you've probably been asked several hundred times. What made you decide just to wake up one day and decide, I'm going to ride bulls? Uh, My dad and grandpa did it, so it's all I've ever known. Ever since I was a little bitty kid, that's kind of where I started at. I rode sheep, so it's always been in me. Could you have done anything else? Would this have been uh, maybe option two, three, or four for you if you decided not to? Ah, uh, for sure. You know, I had football. Football was my – in high school, anyways, that's what kind of took place when I was in high school. You know, rodeo was always – bull riding was always there. But 
I kind of leaned more to playing football, and I was pretty good at it. So I just always fell over my heart and just kind of went back to riding bulls. It's kind of my family deal. So money aside, because football, if you were really good at it, you probably could have made a lot more money. This is just more of a passion thing for you then. Uh, I mean, money's faster here. You know, eight seconds you can make, you know, $50,000. So it's kind of hard to pass up that compared to what you can do in a season. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm good for eight seconds, I can make possibly fifty thousand. Yes, sir. Um, you guys got open open sign up here. <laughs> I mean, I might try this. Yeah, it's not too bad. Once you get that kind of money, man, it's it's at you. What makes this exciting for you? Um, I mean, because after a while, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. But uh, it seems like every time's a, a new thrill for you guys, right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Like and that's football. You know, you play the same. You know, might not play the same team, but it's the same play every time. So that's kind of was something you kind of get old with. It's a new city each weekend. It's a new bull. You know, it's it's kind of cool. You know, you get to meet new people. It's definitely adrenaline rush. You know, it's a big adrenaline. And there's just so much going on that. It's unreal, but when you do ride one, you know, the fans are behind you. It's pushing you. You feel like you've done conquered everything in the world. Brian Tittman's with us, um, professional bull riding back at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. And what's the life like? Uh, always on the road, it seems. Uh, I mean, do you guys ever get a break? What's going on here? Uh, yeah, we're on the road every single weekend. I go back home throughout the week and do a little bit of stuff, you know, Monday through Wednesday, and then I'm back on the road. But, I mean, it's it's a life I choose to live, and, you know, I love to live it. You know, it's kind of – it's kind of cool. You know, only can live it one time, so, you know, you're not going to be able to do it forever. It's kind of bull riding. It's not a young – I mean, it's not an older man's sport, so you're going to do it as long as your body can hold up for it. So it's more like – you're basically – you're like a NASCAR rider, a, a driver. You're more you – know, go, show up to the cities, do this, and go back home, then you're back on the road again. You yes, know. sir. Okay. Because uh, I was just kind of curious. You guys are everywhere with this thing. Yeah, everywhere. So coming up, what – what makes this exciting for the fans? For maybe someone who, maybe the first time hearing this, we're talking about it, and they're like, "Okay, I didn't even know that I was here." What's going on? How you know? How do you bring someone that has maybe no idea what this is all about to sit and watch you guys just ride these things? You know, what's it, it's just an action-packed show. You know, it has a little bit of everything, and it. it's the best show on dirt, if you ask for my opinion. Um, you got the best guys versus the best bulls in the world. It's man versus beast, and there's not any other sport that has that. And then you got the thrill and you got the injury factor. You know, there's a whole bunch going on. You got the loud music, you got the lights. It's just a really cool deal. You know, you, you'll bring anybody, any age up here just to kind of witness it and see it. Now, um, this is, I think, grown leaps and bounds. Uh, you, you, you hear, okay, PBR is in town, and people instantly know what that is. Um, have you been surprised just by how popular this has gotten? Oh, absolutely. This sport's growing super fast, you know, and I think it has to do with how much money you can make in a short period of time also. So, and it's growing more than that. So, you know, it's all going to keep growing. So that's the kind of, a, that's an awesome deal. And it's a blessing to see like young guys come up behind you, want to live your lifestyle and live that same thing and go out there and do what they love to do and get paid the way you should get paid. Is it a, if you're not successful instantly? Is this a hard life? I mean, you obviously have been successful, but uh, you know, is it more risk reward? Uh, I mean, could somebody do okay and make a good living at this, or is this basically you know, the best of the best? And if you're not good enough, you wash out. Ah, uh, you can. I say you could always. You know, you could be mediocre and be all right. I mean, you wouldn't be up there living the high life, or you wouldn't be you know able to do what you really want to do, but. You could be mediocre and be all right and have a job back at home throughout the week and then come up here and ride bulls on a weekend if you're just that good. Do you um, 
have basically split time between going back home, doing other things, or you know, is this a, a full-time devotion for you? I just this is pretty much full time. I go back home, run the ranch a little bit, not a whole lot. I pretty much this is me all the way. We're riding in and out. Now, when people show up this uh, this weekend, you know what can they expect to see? Maybe just ex- explain to them how it's going to be for that first time person who takes their kid, maybe for the first time sees this. Uh, you know how how does this work? Is it tournament style? Is it basically you're going out there, you're seeing competitors, you know, try to best their time? How does it all work? Uh, you're going to eventually, you know, I mean, you're going to come out there, you're going to see, you know, the top 40 guys versus the top 40 bulls. Every guy has a bull drawn, and it's it's the guy, it's me versus the bull, so I can't beat anybody else unless I beat what I have down below me. So, you know, we get judged on that, you know, 50 for the bull, 50 for the uh, me. So depending on how I'm riding and depending on how bad the bull's bucking, then that kind of balances your score out. And at the end of the night, then it'll be tallied up of the top 10 scores, and then they'll hold on to that with the tomorrow They'll take them scores also and combine them. The two days together, the best, the top ten of the two days will go to the short round and get on the best bulls in the world. Okay, so you versus the bull. If I get lucky and get a, a bull that can get me a lot of more points and I do well, I'm going to fare better. Or if I, I'm a great rider and I get eh, not so good of a bull, it's going to be a little harder for me. Yes, sir. Okay. so yeah, you, You'll shoot up ahead of me. Let's just say, for instance, you're 86 and I was 82. Well, then, then we come back Saturday and you're 86 again. Or no, let's just say you fall off and I'm 92. Well, my two scores together are better than your score, so I boost up and I'll pass you up in the race. Okay, and then you've got the short round where you're taking on the Bulls. Yes, sir. So really, um, you know, it's it's not about your other competitors. It's, no. it's all about you and the Bull. Yeah, we're all brotherhood over there. Most of us have rode them Bulls before or we've seen them, so we help one another. It's kind of cool. That's what's awesome about the sport that we do because you can kind of lift each other up and push each other. Like, hey, I rode that Bull last week. I can tell you kind of what he does. But I, if I was you, I'd ride him by Phil because he could change it up. So it's kind of cool. Okay. So so really, it's the Cowboys against the Bulls. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, completely. And um, that's interesting because, um, yeah, I don't think about that. I'm yeah. Like really, like, okay, it's just, it's just it's a bull coming out here. But no, uh, and they're making the circuit as well. So uh, And some- the Bulls are just like us. They have to grow up through their ranks like we do. They're athletes. They get, you know, they train like we do. They go to, they have their own little workout gym type deal. They're awesome. I mean, they're they're superstars. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they have to go up the ranks. That, that just because they're a bull, don't mean they're just going to be at this level. They have to go to the amateur events, then work their way up to be up here. Is it similar then to horse racing, where you know the the horse itself is is the athlete, the the animal is uh, what the attraction. But for you guys, it's you versus instead of you with them. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, do they have websites? You know, are there certain trainers? I mean, how, you know, are trainers getting points? And, you know, does it work like that or? The stock contractor gets points. But okay. it's pretty much most of that goes off of just the bull. The bull gets his points, and that's how the bull gets his stats because their stats are going up. Like, we're trying to make the world finals, but they're also trying to make the world finals. So it's a race on both ends. The bulls are having a race, and we're having a race. Okay, so basically there's two types of teams competing here. Yep. It's the teams that own the, the animal, the bull, and then it's you and yes, your sir. teams. Yep. Okay. See, this is a lot more exciting. <laughs> yeah, it makes it when you know your stuff. It's kind of right, keeps on the edge of your seat for sure. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you know, the stereotype of of a, a bull rider. You just get on a, a bull, you ride it, and you know, yeah. the, the clown comes out of the bucket, and yeah, you know, it helps wrangle the animal. I mean, that's that's the movie version. Yes, of sir. This, this is a. I'm sure those elements are there, but that's not really what this is in reality. No, we're out there riding. It's a competition, you know, us versus them, and then they're them versus us. So it's kind of – at the end of the year, you're going to see a world champion bull and a world champion bull rider. 
Joining us on the program, Brian Tittman. He is out of East Bernard, Texas, and uh, he's getting to see the world riding bulls. And uh, this is all taking place over at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena tomorrow and Saturday. And uh, this is part of the Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tours Huntington Invitational. And uh, and you're trying to make uh, make it to the the championship, and that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's uh, you know that really puts a new light on this for me because. Again, it's a growing sport, but I don't think enough people know still yes, sir. what it is that. Um, and it's and it's turning into stuff. You know, we got fantasy teams coming up also, really? so it's going to be just like football. It's just taking a little bit of time, but it'll be there. How does that work? It's going to be the same thing. You pick a bull, and it's going to pick a rider, and you just kind of balance out and just see how it works out. Really? Yes, sir. Okay, so now I'm going to be playing fantasy bull riding. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're playing fantasy hockey, fantasy baseball. Might as well do that as well. Exactly. Uh, so uh, this is all coming up. And, uh, of course, you've been already uh, around Huntington today. You uh, you made a stop at the Children's Hospital. And uh, how was that for uh, for these kids uh, to see? I mean, because you know, they're, they're, they see football players, basketball players. Uh, but, you know, what's it like when the, they find out that you ride bulls? Heck, I don't know. For them, I don't know. It might have been good for me. It was ten times better. Just seeing them smile and light up, that's the kind of cool deal. That's what I live for, you know, being able to talk to people and meeting new people and just – Showing the world what you know goods to come from. The Lord's always with you, shining, or everyone's getting a breed. So that's kind of an awesome deal. No matter what, just keep taking out and just go at it. But I t- show them kids that I ride bulls and tell them that they kind of look at me like, "Wow, this man's a superstar," <laughs> and that's kind of cool on that. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys find that everywhere then, right? Uh, I mean, pretty family friendly, and um, the kids. Um, I mean, what's it like for a kid maybe the first time to see this go? You know, I mean, that look in their eye. I mean, because in football. It's one thing, basketball yeah. is one thing, but, uh, I mean, kids like animals. Yeah, absolutely. That When I was a kid, I remember sitting on the fence, and my I just could not stop looking. I loved every bit of the bull ride, and my heart was jumping. I, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So I imagine if that's what I was thinking, I imagine it's probably going through their head too. And this really just isn't an, a, a sport that is uh, – it's American-based. It's uh, homegrown, but uh, this isn't just limited to, uh, you know, the – Guys from Texas or Oklahoma or even here in West Virginia, uh, this thing has taken off internationally as well. You've got a lot of competition outside the states. Yes, sir. We have, like I said, Australia, Brazil, Mexico, Canada. They're they're all over out there, and they're really good. How good are they compared to uh, the homegrown talent, though? I mean, is it is it pretty competitive? Oh, it's very competitive. Sounds like it's going to be fun this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate you coming in, and uh, yeah, for folks who maybe want uh, to. Come over and uh, see what you guys are doing. Uh, everything starts uh, Friday, 8 p.m., so get there early, though, right? Is there a lot of stuff happening before everything starts beginning? It stays pretty melatonin, but to get in there and get a good seat and just to watch what's going on in the behind the scenes is kind of cool. If you're a first-time uh, watcher of this, you know, what do you recommend for, for fans like maybe coming in? What, what should they look for to maybe get the most out of this? Uh, just come there and enjoy it. Just sit back, you know, breathe, have fun, and just – Watch it the first time, enjoy it, take it all in, soak it in, and then come back and really focus more onto it. But I definitely say the first time you come out, just have fun. Live it up, be loud, and just whatever you can, just have fun. Brian Tittman joining us. Uh, this is going to be taking place on the 5th and, of course, on the 4th. Friday, everything is at 8 p.m. Uh, Saturday is going to be 7 p.m., Big Sandy Superstore Arena. Brian, good luck out there. Uh, pleasure meeting you, and uh, I can't wait to pick you in my fantasy draft. Awesome. Thank you. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, so I figured out what I'm going to do with my life now. I'm going to become a professional bull rider. 
$50,000. I could earn $50,000 just by hanging on to a beast. Eight, nine seconds. That's a lot more than I'm making at this job. Travel the country. You know, if I'm successful, like maybe two or three times, I mean, that's a that's at least three or four years salary here. Minimum. I mean, if I'm successful one weekend, that's uh, that's more than that's more than I get paid now. I mean, sure, there might be the medical cost, uh, you know, the uh, untimely death that I got to contend with, and it's a safe sport. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Appreciate everyone checking out today's edition. If you missed any part of the program, of course, you can grab us wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts is where you can find today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. We'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.